Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I'm extremely excited tonight. I'm going to be having a female comedian come on named Mara Merrick, and she is this amazing comedian. Um, I learned about her through Paul Lander, so I want to take a moment to give him a plug, and he referred her to me. He is the consultant and producer for Sirius XM's radio feature show called Hey, Get Off My Lawn, which features comedians regularly, and it's a comedy channel, so everyone needs to check it out. So he had referred her to me, and I checked out her stuff on uh, the Internet, and you can check her out at maramarek.com. Her first name is M-A-R-A, and the last name is M-A-R-E-K.com. So, and she's just, she's phenomenal. I really was intrigued by her um, comedic style. She's hilarious, and everyone definitely has to check her out. So she's also the first female comedian that I've ever had on my show, and I've done over 70 podcasts now. So this is a, a new venture for me tonight, and she is going to join the likes of some amazing comedians that I've had the honor and pleasure of interviewing who have included Joseph Anthony, Don Jameson, Jim Florentine, Mike Bocchetti, Mike Moores, Josh Blue. I'm trying to get all these guys in there, Steve Middleman, as well as many others, um, to name a few. So please check out their podcast. They're amazing comedians, and we want to definitely be plugging all of our comedians there. So I just want to give everyone a brief introduction to my show. If you're tuning in for the first time tonight, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also join us in the chat room, uh, but keep in mind I'm a one-person show here, so I really want to be focused on my interview with Mara, going back and forth with my notes. And um, if anyone wants to call in, I posted the number to in the chat room. It is 805-243-1320, and the chat room is currently open right now. Also, if anyone tunes in late, you can um, get the, the full live show, which will be a podcast once it's complete. People can download it. You can stream it. Um, so please feel free to check them out. The podcast do really well. So in brief, my show, I started approximately over a year ago with the concept in mind of creating a forum where I can combine uh, some of the backgrounds that I have, which includes being a clinical psychologist, that's what I have my doctorate degree in, as well as my passion for the entertainment industry. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter with an album out. I do some writing for magazines, and I really just enjoy meeting new people, interviewing people especially, and supporting them and help them spread their names and who they are to the masses out there in the world. So the concept was really, again, to create a forum where I could interview people and really help plug them and spread their names so that people can learn about who they are. Um, also, I just ask people to keep a couple of quick things in mind. Um, if you want to talk about any intriguing or entertaining stories, I definitely want people to feel open to talk about whatever they'd like, but to please just keep any identifying information, such as names um, of persons, organizations, et cetera, anonymous, even though I want people to have fun, I don't want to personally embarrass anyone on the show. And lastly, although I'm a clinical psychologist, I do like to be very professional on my show, and the show is not meant to, unfortunately, I know some of the comedians, especially, they get a kick out of me being a psychologist, I uh, want to talk about a lot of personal stuff, uh, but the show is not meant to be doing any type of uh, formal therapy or treatment. So I do sometimes talk about concepts, um, but we'll talk about them in more of a 
general educational format rather than uh, necessarily personalizing it towards a specific individual. All right, again, if you are tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account, and we're going to bring Mara on in a moment. So as I mentioned, she was referred to me by Paul Lander. She is this amazing comedian out there. She's also a voiceover actress. We're going to get involved tonight in talking about this field of work that she ventured into. Um, She's also a very bright woman. Uh, She has a background in um, mathematics and sciences, economics, so it's going to be interesting to see how she transitioned into uh, the field of comedy. Um, She's also originally from Michigan, and we're going to talk about that. I want to hear about how she transitioned out to California, where I think is where she's currently living. And she also has, um, you know, some very... um, enlightening stories and, and struggles that she's been through. Um, it was really disheartening for me to read about that she had um, been a cancer survivor and if she feels comfortable, I'm hoping that she will touch base on that because, again, my show is about supporting people. But um, let's bring her on so that she can give us the whole scoop and we'll definitely get into her uh, world of comedy and projects that she's in. Again, everyone can check her out at maramarick.com. Hey, Mara, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I, I really like my um, you know, guests to kind of guide the interview in whatever direction they'd like. I have a bunch of questions prepared that I, you know, do my research on my guests. But, again, I want you to really focus on whatever you'd like to. But I definitely want to okay. make it an interesting interview and you definitely have an interesting life story. I mean, just reading your bio is just fascinating. So I really want to help the audience hopefully uh, relay some of that information to them if that's okay with you. Oh, sure. Um, okay. I mean, I, so, I just landed in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see my sister. Uh, I have an older sister and a younger brother, and I've got a little niece and nephew, and I'm happy to know that I don't have to take care of them full time. I can spoil them and leave. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I, I live my life every day, and so I I'm not as like people are like, oh my gosh, you live through cancer. I'm like, yeah, but it was just a thing. So um, I mean, I really don't. I see people all the time, and I see struggles with. Mm-hmm. I heard you speaking a little earlier. I was tuning in. Um, and uh, I empathize with that, and I truly do feel for them. But for me, I don't know why it's an out-of-body experience for me. I'm like, oh, it's just something that happened, and it's done. Oh. Like, checked it off the list. I can I can totally appreciate what you're saying, and I think that's amazing that you're able to live your life, as you said, and, and kind of try to put that stuff, you know, compartmentalize it, I guess you could say, a little bit. But if you could just share with us a little bit, what when did you specifically – you know, get diagnosed, and, and what was that experience like for you so that you were able to move on from that, like you said, and kind of live your life and do what you need to do? Well, um, I was actually very young. Uh, it was my final year in college, and uh, I just went to put on a top, and I noticed a rather strange lump, and I went into the doctor, was diagnosed, you know, within 48 hours, was wow. in surgery within you know four oh my days, God. and then yeah, and then I and I was in school in San Diego, so then I went back home to Michigan, finished a lot of my care there, finished tested out of some school, so I actually got out of class a lot sooner than uh, I graduated a lot sooner than I would have. So there's silver lining. <laughs> 
right. Cause the, <laughs> that's about that, it. Wow, that's unbelievable that it was that. I mean, I'm assuming it was really serious. I mean, it was something where you had to get it out right away. It, I mean, it was. You always want to take an aggressive approach. And um, sure. I only had it in my uh, left, and okay. uh, I took out both and uh, did everything. I went for the triple crown there with the chemo radiation and wow. double lateral mastectomy. Um, so uh, I was very thin. So those were good days. Uh oh, God. <laughs> You're beautiful, Mara. You are just stunning. Seriously. Thanks, thanks. I was like, is this what it takes to get into a side zero? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, wow. You got an amazing, amazing spirit. It's just, wow. Wow, really, (laughs) really amazing. Um, So I guess how did you, you know, like you said, a lot of people sometimes harp on things and I can and again we have to talk off the air because like I said I think we would have a lot in common and it would be great to talk to you personally off the air too but I can empathize what you're saying where sometimes I mean cancer is much different than you know someone struggling in school or something like that but how do you get that type of spirit about yourself where you're just so positive you're able to as we would say in psychology kind of reframe things and look at it from a different perspective like does that come from inside of you does that come from you know your family life you know, I um, I think so. Uh, you know, I grew up with a bipolar mother, um, so it was always changing. And so I, I, I think from an early age I learned that you get to decide what attitude you choose. Mm-hmm. Like I personally, like I, I noticed she didn't get to decide, but I could. Uh, and so I always knew, I, I just wasn't born with the self self-pity. I was like, this is useless. It's useless to feel sorry for yourself. It's better to do something. Mm-hmm. It's better to just act on it and be positive and think, okay, this sucks, but how can I make it better? Right. And I know it's right. very, like, Tony Robbins-ish, but I did go to Tony Robbins uh, Mastery University, like, afterwards, a long okay. time ago. So, um don't judge me, but uh, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I don't know much about it, but that's that's fine. <laughs> but um, so I I don't know. I've always been like the nerdy kid that was like, hey guys, uh, let's just have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches if there's nothing else in the fridge. Like just stupid stuff. Like always. Right. Up. They call me Baby Jesus. Like my friends call me Baby Jesus at the comedy store, just because I'm always like, "Hey, you know what? You might have bombed this time, but you know how many times uh, Lincoln failed? Seventeen times." And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> calm down." <laughs> I'm like, that's, sorry, it happens. <laughs> right, right. So you think it's more from the perspective of looking at your mom and her suffering from mental illness that helped you kind of see that you know you can, like you said, make your own decisions and choices in life? Yes. Uh well. absolutely. I think our parenting um uh, whatever whatever parenting situation you came out of, whatever, you know, uh, I have friends that were abandoned as children. That's another thing. I always think, okay, yes, I had these bad things happen, but I've had a friend who was dropped off at an orphanage at seven just because his dad didn't want him anymore. It's like someone out there has had a worse situation. Right. You know, right. so I think any situation that you're in, if you just step out of the box and look at it and say, all right, cool, I can learn from this, and this is mm-hmm. what I learned, and this is how I'm going to be the best me I can be. 
instead of I had it and I'm going to wallow in it. Right, right. And I can't agree with you more. And I think it's funny that you say it like that, too, because I think personally in my own life, I've been doing that a lot more over the past, like, couple years. And and some of it deals with the entertainment industry and just how difficult it is. And you could, like you said, wallow in it and say, oh, I'm never going to be able to get to the next level. Well, you can learn from each experience and say, okay, what went wrong here? What can I do differently next time? What did I learn? And I can't agree with you more. I think that's such an important... But isn't it crazy from when you interview people, when you hear people's stories and you're like, oh, my gosh, what they went through. That's horrible. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, how can I ever complain when they went through this? You know what I mean? Definitely. I... And it's that, and I think it's really interesting, especially some of the times when I interview some of these, you know, people that have been around for a really long time. And I look, I look at them like, oh wow, they got the greatest life. They're these huge celebrities, and then the stories they tell you, and I'm like, it's so grounding and humbling. And it's like you see that they had their their own struggles. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, mm-hmm. and everyone always looks at, like, you know, whether it's a rock band that's signed and is huge and is on the road, I mean, the stories are sometimes just traumatic. And, you know, you try to convey that to especially younger people coming up in the field that these people just didn't overnight get on a bus, go on the road, and make millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> they've worked their butts off, you know. Someone said to me the other day, you said you can uh, become an overnight success after about 10 or 15 years of of struggle. I was like, that's, that's so I, I love that. That's perfect. I know. I know. I was like, that's amazing. That's so true. <laughs> it is. It really is. But you're seeing your hard work pay off, and I definitely want to. We're going to get into your comedy in a little bit. I just wanted to kind of, you know, set a foundation and, and learn about who you are as a person, like I said, because you're just such an amazing person. So, Oh, thank so you. I think you are the most intriguing. I was reading your bio. I was like, <laughs> she's so amazing. This is something. I love watching human behavior patterns. I love it. Oh. And I'm like, that's something I would just love to just sit and learn and read. That's um, okay. I'm a well, little nerdy now over no, here. No, I love it. No, thank you. I really, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And like I said, we can definitely talk off the air because we could. I'm sure with our own backgrounds in entertainment and, like you said, you know, unfortunately oh, your family hours. having. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so t- we well, said a little bit about you know your mom. What about your father? Because I thought it was interesting reading, you know, growing up that, you know, it seems like your parents really put a lot of emphasis on education with you, and your dad was, was he an architect? No, my dad was, uh, he was, my dad has a very interesting story. Uh, my dad went to seminary school, and, okay. um, yeah, and then he joined the Army, and he was an EOD, which is an explosive ordnance department where they uh, disarm bombs and put together bombs for the army. And then he was actually President Carter's bodyguard. He, um, wow. I know he's he's brilliant. He reads thermodynamic engineer books just for fun. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I, now I feel like an idiot because no, so let's say it's CAD drawings, and and I'm a little familiar with kind of what that means. Yeah. But okay, so I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. He's uh, he does he has cat at his work. He does. Uh, he's in tool and die now with his dad, which I love my dad so much because all he wanted to be was a race car driver. And he, when my mom uh, got pregnant with my sister, he gave up everything and he started working with his dad for us. It was like that was wow. it. That's the sacrifice that he made. So it's my dad is like my my little heart. I love, and he's so tiny. He used to be 5'8", now he's 5'4", so I'm like, where'd you go? Aww. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's, that's a really interesting story about your father. Really cool. 
So how did they, I guess, put an emphasis on you with education and not allowing you to um, allegedly, from what I read, watch TV growing up? What was what was that like? Um, Yeah, we only had one TV, uh, and they would not bring it out, and my mom would send us outside all the time. Um, That's why I think I'm a tomboy now, because we would just ride bikes. We had had a structure. We came home. We did our homework. My mom checked our homework, sent us outside. Of course, we had, like, a snack afterwards, after school. (laughs) Uh, That was, like, the first thing. You run in the house, drop your bags everywhere, get yelled at about dropping your bags. And then <laughs> go for it. But, um, yeah, and then they would just send us outside. We had the sweetest room ever. Like, we had this attic room. My sister and I shared it. That's probably why we're so close. But we had, and we would sneak downstairs because my parents would watch TV, and we'd sneak down and we'd sit at the big stair, and right. we'd try to watch television because they would set it up at night, but then uh, we'd always get caught. My dad would send us back to bed. So we'd catch, like, three, four minutes at a time and then get yelled at. But, yeah, we didn't have TV, so now I feel so out of the loop living in L.A. People make references to things. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> wow. So, But it's growing up. If you, I mean, I'm sure you heard kids talk about shows. What was what was the show that you would have, you know, wanted to watch that, you know, you couldn't maybe watch because your parents didn't have the TV hooked up or weren't allowing you to? I guess, like, Saved by the Bell or... Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really, we didn't... <laughs> I'm so lame. I got sick when I would go over to people's houses. I would get really sick, so I, we'd always have to have people over. So I never – we did watch Dirty Dancing over at Megan Cadwell's house one time, though, so <laughs> that was, like, a big deal. Okay. <laughs> and I don't think that we – any of us have ever told our parents that <laughs> still to this day. So oh, my gosh. Funny. So are and you my big... parents – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go oh ahead. no, they they uh when Simpsons came out, we mm-hmm. did have TV in the house. My uncle uh purchased us a TV and VCR for Christmas cuz he just thought it was weird. And uh Simpsons came out that year and my mom was like, "Absolutely not. Absolutely not." And to this day all my comedy friends are like, "That's the foundation of comedy. I cannot believe you didn't watch it." I'm like, "I'm right. sorry." <laughs> did your parents think that something you know, terrible would happen to you guys or you would be exposed to something with the TV and it would influence you in a in a not-so-good way? Um, no, I think, um, I think it was just by, I think it was just by accident because I watch my mom now and she doesn't like to watch anything but news on the TV. Okay. And okay. so... Um, if if I try to watch something, she's like, oh, can we not watch it? So I think she just doesn't like regular TV. So in turn, we didn't get to watch regular TV. <laughs> right, right. So now I don't where... think that there was any, like, inf- this is going to be bad for you. There was no purpose to it. It was just my mom didn't want to watch it. <laughs> oh, but she, and she wanted you guys outside, like, you know, playing and stuff versus being kind of cooped up in the house watching TV? Yeah, don't mess up the house, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> was she a neat freak? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Did you, are you a neat freak now? Are you organized? Uh, no? Yes, I'm very organized. I am, but I can I can have sometimes a little bit of a messy organization. Like, I know where everything is, and it's in, it's in its place, but it's not, 
I don't yet, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not like an Italian person who's cleaning all the time and, you know, like, or, or a Jewish person, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I'm half Jewish. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't work now without things being in perfect place. Okay. Like, to the I point where to it's to the point where it's com- like compulsive or, or no? No, I mean, if I if I just, if I can tell myself to block it out, then I will. So I guess it's right. like on the road to compulsive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess maybe I have control issues. Okay, I have control issues. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was messy when I was little. But now I'm, okay. I think it's because I was bossed around. Like, clean this, clean this. And you're like, no, screw you. I'm not doing it. You can't right. boss me. One of those. Right. Wow. Maybe I was a bad kid. I thought I was a good kid. I feel like I was a bad kid now. <laughs> Why do you feel like you're a bad kid? I mean, were I you someone who got into like, trouble? No. No. Oh. I wish yeah. I would have, but no, I didn't. <laughs> well, like you said, it sounded like you were, you described yourself as a nerdy kid and someone, which I found was fascinating, was involved in playing three musical instruments. And so tell us what, what, what instruments did you play? I played oboe, percussion, and trumpet. Wow. And um, I played piano growing up, but uh, I actually found my trumpet the other day uh, when I was home for, I was like in between shows, and so I stopped at home, and I had an ADD moment. I was like, oh, they're going to be so happy if I just put my stuff in the closet instead of just having everything out in the room, and then I put one boot down, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, my trumpet! (laughs) So I pulled it out, and I started playing. I was like, oh, what am I doing? (laughs) And did you remember how to play it and stuff? Uh, Well, I played a couple of notes, and then I realized uh, maybe I need a refresher, so I (laughs) YouTubed a key, a fingering chart, and uh, played, and then I was, I could not stop laughing to myself. Aww. For an hour, and I was like, I can't believe I spent an hour playing the trumpet. Wow! Wow! <laughs> do you do no matter? Do you do anything with music now at all, or or no? That was just kind of back in the day. Uh, I would love to. I just don't have a lot of time, so now right. I just appreciate it. We do live in the mecca of music. I think uh, we have such like if people don't go and people in LA don't go out there and take advantage of all the people that are trying to make it in this mm-hmm. industry, just it's amazing. You go to the hotel cafe or even the den for karaoke, and the people that are singing, you're like, oh, wow. my gosh, they're amazing. That's so cool. Where specifically in L.A. do you um, live? Like what town do I you live, live nearby? Next, I live close to Laugh Factory, so that I live in West Hollywood. Oh, cool! Very cool. Yeah, and and we'll digress again later. But when did you move out to LA? When did you move out to LA? Um, I moved there three years ago. Okay. okay. I moved up with. Uh, I broke up with a dude, and I couldn't stand looking at him anymore. Like I would see him every single day, walk past my building, and uh, so it was like, I gotta get out of here. So I actually moved with Shauna Craig. Uh, she is one of my really good friends, and t- like three weeks after we moved up here, I introduced her to Lorenzo Lamas, and then they got married six months later. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, I know. Wow, it's crazy. I know she's. They're like ridiculously in love. They're like little kid lust love. It's adorable. 
Ralph. That's awesome. So when you were living, <laughs> when you, so you're living in Michigan before you moved out to LA. No, I went to UCSD, so um, I'm more consider San Diego home. Okay. Than anything. Okay, cool. Um, I moved out to San Diego when I was 16, so. Um, oh wow. It was yeah, it was uh, youngster. So and then I stayed. I moved home for a little bit after college and uh was married for a short time and okay. uh tried that out and uh <laughs> <laughs> How long were you married like, for? Three and a half years. Okay. And okay. uh we're still friends, which is weird also and <laughs> uh <laughs> and then uh yeah, moved back out. Well, I I moved back out and he actually moved to San Diego. So we both lived there and then I stayed. So it was like I lived in San Diego for a while. I did some consulting in DC for 7 months, but that's about it. I consider San Diego home home. Nice. Is, yeah. Where are you really from? Cool. I'm from New Jersey. Okay. I thought oh. I heard a little East Coast. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm from. I've been, I've been, you know, all over the uh, East Coast with my degrees and stuff, going to different schools and stuff when I was working up the, you know, get my master's and doctorate and everything. So, yeah, where so did you everywhere. go? Where did you? I went to I did Muhlenberg College in Allentown, Pennsylvania, for my bachelor's. Okay, nice. And then I did my thank you my clinical master's at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson in Madison, New Jersey. Okay, awesome. And then the Doctorate, thank you, at um, <laughs> Loyola University in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – and do you prefer people calling you doctor, or do you like your no, first name? Or? I'm very – yeah, I'm pretty much – I mean, when I'm at work, it's different, you know, because of the professional atmosphere. But, you know, if people joke around with me, that's fine. But I'm, I'm very informal, and I'm just – I'm very kind of just, like, again, a very just – grounded, authentic person. I'm not that type of narcissistic person. No, you got to call me doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Most people I know, didn't talk about it. it. You've done all this schooling. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, yeah, I like to joke around and stuff. And like I said, if it's in a professional, you know, situation, then sure. But but no, I mean, no one would even. I'm just, just such a kind of, I don't know, like I said, grounded, humble person. I'm not someone who's getting on a high horse saying, look at me, you know. <laughs> what's the interest in comedy? Like, what's the connection? Or is, no. do you feel like there's a connection? No? Oh, absolutely. And, I, I okay. again, I want to spend this time on you. I'll, we'll do two little tidbits, and then we'll get back to you, and we'll have to talk off the air because we could go on forever. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was really interesting. I guess a quick story. A couple of years ago when I was, you know, really getting involved in the music industry, and, and that was kind of how I started out getting into entertainment, and this was, you know, six, seven years ago. I haven't been doing this my whole life. So, you know, I started out a little later in terms of getting involved in music, and it was just such a struggle, as I'm sure you know, with comedy. I mean, it's just, you know, it's about who you know, and there's so many challenges, and it's... Mm -hmm. So I started, um, I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, so a couple of years ago I said, you know, I'm going to go to a comedy show. I want to go see one of the comedians that's regularly on the, the Stern show or whatever. So I went out, and Mara, I just loved it. I mean, I was it was just such a cool break from life and just laughing. And I, I learned to start using comedy to deal with some of the struggles and challenges in my life. And that's how I deal with it. And it's just, it's been great. And it's Isn't so it funny. a great outlet? Yes. 
And it's funny because I, I would never be a comedian, but we'll talk off the air. I want to get involved in writing. I have some really funny ideas for bits and sitcoms, but, again, I would need the right people to help develop it because, I'm, again, I'm yeah. not a comedian. But I think with my correction background, just my own crazy life experiences, that I really could bring something interesting to the table with some talented people if they would help me write. I just love it. I really do. <laughs> it's. I started dating this guy. I I really need to stop. Uh, but um, well, that probably ended it if he's listening. But uh, <laughs> oh no. Okay. But, so so how did you get interested in it? Well, um, I've always been. You know, we got to listen to the radio, and I would sit outside with my dad and take apart engines, and we would listen, uh, and we'd listen to. Uh, Cosby on the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. We even story time. We got to listen to Shell Stone. Do you remember? Did you call story time at all? What's, like it was a five 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 number. You would no, have to call. I don't know a, that. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We got to call on Fridays, and there was a new story, and um, it ran on a loop, and it was mostly Shell Silverstein. Stuff, and so you'd call and listen, and this woman would narrate a story to you, and it would always be funny. So um, I just always I love laughing. I love making people laugh. I love just being in a room with laughter. It's mm-hmm. just even watching my just watching people laugh. It's contagious. So um, that's what I that's why pretty much. Interesting. Interesting. So and let, let's do this. We'll take a break in a second. I'll do a couple of plugs for some people. And then when we okay. come back, let's really get into your comedy, you know, what inspires you and, you know, shows you're at, what you're getting involved in, so we can really start plugging your website and uh, your uh, passion for comedy. Oh, thanks. Okay. All right? All right, cool. All so right. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll put you on hold, and then we'll be back in a, in a couple minutes, okay? Perfect. All right, thanks. Hold on. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the amazingly talented comedian and voiceover actress, Mara Marek. Please check her out at com. Again, that's spelled M-A-R-A-M-A-R-E-K.com. Again, if you're tuning in late or if you missed the beginning of the show, the podcast will be available for you to stream and download when the show is over tonight. So we're going to quickly check out a couple of plugs, uh, some sponsors for the show and some people that I'm supporting. We're going to check out Zero by One Sound Studio. It's an amazing recording studio out in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and they do everything from sound design for films. They record bands. You can do voiceover work there. So any of your recording or audio needs, you got to check them out. Then we'll transition into Flirt Energy Drink, which is an amazing female fitness energy drink that is specifically formulated for the female athlete. We'll check them out, and then I'll come back and do a couple of quick plugs uh, that I verbally do myself. So here we go with Zero by One Sound Studio. Zero by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio, featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio. 
or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com. at the gym? No, I drink Flirt. The pink energy drink? You like my energy, don't you? Yeah. Flirt is the first energy drink designed for women by women. Flirt, the one in the pink can? Flirt is jam-packed with natural ingredients. Really? Zero calories, DHA, folic acid, green tea, and putia. I could get it here at the gym, right? FlirtSport.com. FlirtSport.com. Yeah, FlirtSport.com for a location near you. All right, everyone, and uh, we're back and fitting perfectly tonight, and I'll bring Mara back on in a moment uh, with our comedy show. I want to give a plug to Davin's Den, which is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, watch live episodes, hear or watch old episodes, or find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com. And lastly, I definitely want to give a plug tonight. He's been such a great support um, to irocktv.co. This is an amazing website that is tailored towards original musicians and bands. They're getting up and running. They go out and do live interviews. So if anyone wants to try to get a live interview or is interested in learning more about how you can be featured on their website, go to irocktv.co. And let's bring Mara back on now. Okay, Mara, you're back on. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so let's really get into your comedy. So, like you said, the main thing that started to get you interested was listening to those shows when you called in on a Friday night. Uh, yep, on Friday afternoons okay. after school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how uh, that was when I was like then? about seven. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, my family were half Polish, half Irish. And we're all full of laughs all the time, so it's always about keeping everybody happy in the fam. Uh, okay. So, especially on the Irish side. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just grew up around creating your own entertainment. I guess that was what the consequence was of not growing up with television. Is you have right. to create your own television, your own shows. Okay. Cool. So. Tell us about one of the first shows that you can remember creating, whether it was like a little play or some type of skit. What do you remember doing? Oh, my gosh. We had this great level of – I was so lucky. We grew up on a lake, but you had to go down a bunch of stairs to get down there. And next to uh, where we would keep the floats and everything, there was a stage. It was like perfectly made for a stage. And I remember uh, Megan Cadwell – uh, we had lunch every day. Like somebody, my neighbor, we'd ride our bikes around to each other's houses. And, okay. Um, but she got TV, and that's where we would watch all the bad TV. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Megan came over, my sister, who is the smartest, most brilliant, perfect person I know, um, but not funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your sister oh, And then do? myself, we... She is. She actually manages the uh, water treatment for the nation. So wow. all that drinking water, she makes sure that it's uh, drinkable and what wow. the right. I know she's brilliant. Um, 
So she, I remember she sang uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone, and but she didn't know the words, so it was like, hey, hey, she just made up stuff. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> and then we would just, like, come out with costumes and uh, just for us three, not for, like, the neighbors. It was just for us. We always did it just for us. So, okay. Um, and that's pretty much how our life was. We made little forts. We made, it was a lot of fort time. <laughs> we built this one fort, and there were so many nails sticking through that my dad was like, good job. He was trying to be congrats. He's like, great job, but you could die in there. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, so we're going to have to take this apart right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Awesome. Uh, to be a girl and trying to be a boy. That's... <laughs> Right. Well, hey, I can relate to that. I was same way surfing growing really? up. Really? So, oh my gosh. Yeah, big tomboy, big time. Yeah, I was soccer, tennis, surfing, skateboarding. All my girlfriends are chasing boys. I'm in the ocean for like you know eighty hours a day. <laughs> I just started I getting back it. into surfing. I'm loving it. Did you? Yeah. That's yes, awesome. I just I went last week just because I was like oh. I've got to do something peaceful. Yeah. It's so awesome being out there and just absolutely, absolutely. But then you're out there and you're like, holy cow, I used to be in such better shape. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but if you do it, it'll 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 whip you back in. It will. I know. It's hard. It's hard. It is. So real quick, so you're interested in comedy, just to digress again a little bit, but you go down to get your, you know, your bachelor's degree, and what did you end up majoring in? Was it the economics and mathematics? Yes, uh, I had a ma- I had uh, a major in mathematics, and my minor was in economics. Okay, and so, then what did you pursue with that degree? Um, I actually went into finance after that. I worked with Toyota Financial, uh, wow. and that's and that's uh, I started the internet sales on the internet with them. Um, cool. Yeah, it was uh, like right when the Tundra came out. I'm dating myself. Um, and the new Sienna came out, so it was like a really big deal, mm-hmm. and I was young and dumb, and uh, yeah, it was. A, I mean, it was a great time, and working with a whole bunch of car guys was different. So you come from a, an intellectual base, and then you throw yourself into a car sales situation. It was totally Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross, like copies for closers, and you're like, I just want to work, like I'm salaried. Right, right, <laughs> <So>. right. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was different. I still I still do some of that now. I still do uh, I do social media marketing during the day. Oh, that's um, cool. Who do you do that with? Is it your own company or it, it's it's my own? Um, I merged with uh, S Plus Group, which is out of Santa Monica, uh, recently because okay. there's a gentleman there named Jerry Meng who is brilliant, and I'm wow. more of a strategist, and he's very creative. I like to keep my creative energy for my own writing. I'm selfish that way. So, um, <laughs> so him and I started working together on a lot of projects, and it's been wow. great. Well, we'll talk off the air because if you ever need a psychologist, I am fascinated. That's what I'm fascinated with: social media. I love really? anything that. Oh yeah, Mara, I love advertising, marketing, anything social psychology related. I mean, that's my that's my passion. I love that. Did type you of stuff. watch that TED talk about how? You release oxytocin uh, when you get hugs, 
and you release the same amount when you're on social media as when you're getting a physical hug, which is the hormone that gives you empathy. And Sure, sure. Now, wait, right. what was it with social media? When you get a hug, you said you release the oxytocin, and what was the comparison? And the comparison is, uh, okay, so they were they had these uh, a control group, and sure. when this one gentleman specifically, I mean, it was the same across the board, but when this one gentleman specifically was looking on Facebook, he was releasing the same amount of oxytocin as when he was receiving a physical hug from someone he loved, and then it spiked even 150% more when he was on his girlfriend's Facebook page. And what's the hypothesis? The That... Well, he wanted to talk about, he didn't say any. there was no conclusion to it. He said, so if you would like to release more oxytocin, give more hugs, or spend more time on social media, which I don't think social media, spending more time on social media is the answer. I don't, I mean, I think you just need to find a good balance. Yeah, and I think, well, I think there's a relationship between, you know, hey, say say you go to your page, Mara, and people are giving you, you know, kudos. Oh, you were awesome tonight. Oh, great performance. I would think that that in and of itself is going to give you that feel, you know, that good feeling and maybe impact your, like you're saying, that oxytocin release. But say you go to a page that's just, you know, people are bantering and bickering and, oh, my God, I'm, there's a couple pages like that now that I look at and I'm just like, ugh, I get disgusted looking at it. You know what I mean? So that's really Me interesting too. though. I feel the same way. And, I mean, even just getting notifications, just a notification, mm-hmm. you imagine what people are feeling like. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in demand, right? Right, so right, right. Sure. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it is interesting from a human behavior standpoint. I love that stuff. It's so love crazy. It. Yeah. I know. And yeah, then so, okay. the different the different platforms, like Pinterest is huge right now, and uh, it's so many things become viral just because. Have you, are you on Pinterest? No, I don't, and I don't know much about that. Yeah. Oh my we'll gosh, to, you have to be we'll on talk. Pinterest, and we'll we'll talk off. Okay. We'll talk off air about that, but okay. Um. Yeah, and it's all it's a photo blog pretty much, and it's you can put any photos and the things that get spread around, and if you watch people's likes, um, like I, you you one person likes a. a cupcake thing and then right. they like a puppy and then they like this Alice in Change thing. It's like, it's so strange. What a weird combination. <laughs> Is it like Instagram? And I don't know much about Instagram either, but I've seen people using that. Or no? Um, Instagram is photos that you take yourself, which you can right. incorporate those photos into Pinterest, but Pinterest is, um, you could put um, an outfit on there or like a pair of shoes um, uh, a craft idea that you have, or okay. it's, you should really check it out. It's really right, open for everything. It's so okay. cool. Cool. So that's really fascinating what you're doing with the the social media stuff. And do you love it? I do. I do. There are some days where I need a break, but uh, 98% of the time I really love it. I love wow. the clients that I work with. And what is so, your, real quick, just give a, as you're talking about it, give a description of, of your role. What do you do with the clients in terms of, like you said, you're more of the strategic end of it. So tell us a little bit about what you, you know, do when you're working with a client. Well, most of my clients are medical-based. Okay. Uh, so I blog for them. I answer posts. I, um, But it really is about, okay, so I have the blog. 
which I don't feel like writing a blog or having someone, an expert, write the blog is is that creative. Although it is a little bit because you have to figure out what trends are happening, what peaks, mm-hmm. what will pique someone's interest, and then how to post it. So you post it on a Facebook page or you post it within a blog system, and then you wow. distribute the blog, or and then you distribute the article. So. It is, and then how it falls. So if you post something on Facebook and then it falls into Twitter and then it blasts out, it broadcasts out from there, and if it retweets mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, it's it's very mathematical. It's right. really cool that way. You're like, oh, cool. cool. And then the exact time that you do it is when wow. people are interested. Also, like you can't, you shouldn't post videos before 3:30 p.m. because people feel guilty about watching a video. Before three thirty. Interesting. I love that stuff. I know. It's like really crazy. Do. And why is that? Why do people feel guilty about watching a video before three thirty? Because I guess if they get to work at nine in the morning or seven in the morning or eleven, they don't care. They feel like they've done enough by three thirty at work, and they're like, gotcha. "Okay, now I can watch a video." <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. That's really cool. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk more about that. So this is what sure. you're doing during the daytime, and I'm, I'm sure sometimes at night too. So then when did you start to kind of get your feet wet in the comedy world, especially with stand-up? Uh, well, I think I will always have two jobs. I think mm-hmm. um, I will always have a daytime job uh, just because I can't stop thinking ever. Um, <laughs> so I have been doing comedy for a few years now. In the last uh, couple of years, I've uh, been really, it is my dream, it's my passion, it's the only thing that I really want to do, but then I can't shut off the math side of my brain either, which I think there's a little math involved in comedy, there's timing, there's formulas, there's um, a lot of that, but uh, yeah, it's been a few years that I've been in this game for real, for real. (laughs) Right, right, okay. Yeah. I've been working a lot with Steve Trevino, who is has a Showtime special coming out, and he has been really generous and uh, been taking me out on the road with him. And then uh, I'm working with Brett Ernst right. this week, and he's amazing. And I really like how every comedian has a different style, and I learn a lot from them. And they're just – it's really like Dante, this guy, Dante Nero, that I was with in New York – such an interesting life. Just wow. I'm like everybody has the coolest story ever. Like well, where so they came you. from, what they do. <laughs> you do too. So that's what I like about this. The people. Wow, that's really. And who's the guy from the um, Showtime? Steve. What was his name? Steve Trevino. Trevino. Okay. He's and what kind of this week? What type of Showtime uh, show does he have? He has an hour special coming out. Oh, nice. I know. he's He is so funny, and he's so nice, and he tries to act so tough, and I'm sure he is, but he's a big, <laughs> he's a big teddy bear. Him and his wife are, they're my family. So That's they're, awesome. I know, I've been so lucky with that. How did you hook up with him? How did you meet him? Uh, actually, um <laughs> Jesus Trejo is a comedian. He's on uh, Sullivan and Sons, a new show coming out on TBS. It's hilarious with Ahmed Ahmed and Steve Byrne and just all the guys that are around the L.A. scene that are fantastic. So him and I 
are good friends. Um, I force my friendship on him, I'm sure, more than... <laughs> I'm like, we're friends, okay, dude? Um, and then he introduced me to Steve because he used to travel with Steve, and then he got the show. So he was like, you know, you should work with him. And then Steve and I hit it off, and then it's been... I've It's been four months of consistent... I've been home maybe five, six days in the last four months. It's been wow. crazy. I know. You've just been on the road, you mean? Yeah, just... Oh, my gosh. So and tell us about crushes. where you've been going. We went to Cleveland, uh, Chicago, oh Sacramento, San Francisco, Monterey, just um, New York. We went everywhere. Indiana. Wow, it was yeah. He's he's a worker, but that's kind very of cool. part of his stand up too. It's like it's very. That's why it works because it's true. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's awesome. So, do you have any upcoming shows in um, LA that people can uh, check you out at? I I don't have any in LA right now. Um, okay. I am in Indiana this week uh, with Brett Ernst at Crackers. And okay. the downtown club, and then I'm next week. I'm in San Antonio with Steve again. Um, I do go up randomly, but it's usually more of a drop-in spot in LA because at this point I don't even know when I'm going to be home. Wow! Yeah, that's that's a, that's awesome. That's an awesome gig that you're on the road that much. And then I guess you just do your social media stuff while you're on the road, correct? I mean, with the laptop and yeah, I pretty much wow. just live in my pajamas. Yeah. That's such a perfect, you know, Mara, that's like the perfect job that you have, you know, because I, I work that's... in a maximum security correctional setting, so there's no going on the road for me. <laughs> or if I'm going on the road, I'm taking some time off from work because I can't I can't take a 2,000 uh, inmate, you know, correctional facility along with me. But um, Do they get that's... TV in there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Basic stuff. I I don't. Or who knows? You know, people are creative. Who knows what you get? But uh, yeah. <laughs> but I gotta I gotta keep a a lid on that a little bit. But um, yeah. But that's wow. That's you. You got the perfect combination in terms of your you know your full time career. Like you said, coupled with your passion for comedy. That's great. It's really cool that you can do that. That's why, yeah, that's initially why I set this up, and then it turned out that I really loved it. It really worked out more than I thought it was going to because it's, right. it's such a cool thing. You get to set up a formula every single day. Every every post makes a huge difference. Like, it's so crazy. Wow, that's so really cool. I really like it. I love that my office is in my – but I just – you know what sucks is I just got mugged in L.A., no. And he, yeah, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, and he stole my computer. <laughs> I was like, that's my life. Oh, no, I was like, what no, do you do? I'm just going to, I just, <laughs> I just stood there next to the car. I was like, oh, please don't, or I can stay alive. Okay, cool. Like, in my head, I was like, just be quiet. Let them take it. And, um, oh, yeah, and as he, was, as he was running away with all my stuff, I was like, am I not? Rapable, like, really? Oh like, really? <laughs> oh my God, you're hysterical! But I'm so sorry to hear that he took your stuff. But I'm happy to hear that you're safe. <laughs> Thanks, every girl, everybody should get pepper spray because I think my other friend, my guy friend Bill, was just mugged also in L.A. It's crazy times that people are getting mugged as much as they are. 
Wow, that is crazy. That's sad. Ay, ay, ay. So what are what are some of your other aspirations? I mean, outside of doing the stand-up, do you have any other goals or things that you want to do? Like whether like I was joking around before about how I want to, you know, contribute to writing something. Do you want to get involved in, you know, writing um, or producing or anything like that? I, I don't really. Um, I don't really want to be an actress. I just want to do okay. stand-up. I think my other... Um, I want to have a bunch. I want to have foster children. I want to have. Um, I want to maybe help out and volunteer. Uh, right. I want to. I kind of just want to stay balanced in life. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. And I'm not great at the stand. Like George Carlin. I mean, are you kidding me? He was amazing at stand up. I it would love be him. Awesome. I know. Uh-huh. Uh, Doug Stanhope, I think, is really getting. Do you know Doug? Do you know his work heard, at all? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yep. Mhm. Oh, I love, I love his bravery. Like he goes out there and he's like, "This is my opinion. That's it. You came here and you bought a ticket. So, like, this, <laughs> these are all op. That's it." And I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I think great. He's that brave. So, um, that's kind of. I guess so. I just aspire to be. A better stand up. The best that you can be at your your stand up act and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. I'm really um, not into brushing my hair in the morning, so I don't think <laughs> any fame is in, it would be a good idea. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, I mean, you're just doing. But you might you could write. You know, would you be interested in like, you know, writing for a comedy show or a sitcom or something where they would need someone with your, you know, expertise and your humor and like that type of possibly, thing. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like you. My because you see so many different people all the time. Right. <laughs> you get to see a whole bunch of different stories. I only know me, so it's hard for me to say. Like even I met a paparazzi the other day, and he was asking me how I could help him write a joke for Beyonce because he was supposed to go and stalk Beyonce for a while and he's and oh I guess God. Beyonce and Chloe Kardashian don't get along or something. Okay. He's like, okay, so what can I tell them that's funny that'll get them to look at I was like, I don't know the story at all. I don't and so I couldn't even help him at all. I was right, like, right, oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't that's not any of interest to me. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just trying to pick pick your brain a little bit because I know some people, you know, like to branch out and try to do other things. But I think that's cool too that you just want to kind of, like you said, kind of stay level, balance your career with your passion for comedy, and you're doing a great job. I mean, you're you know touring with some major people, which is awesome. So that's really cool. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really lucky. Really cool. I know that's it's so cool when you meet people like that, and it's so I'm sure you know, Mara. It's just so hard, like. In my journeys, I've met some some really cool people, but it takes time to develop a relationship, and I'm not the type of person who asks for stuff. And I hate people that just kind of come out and say, basically, what can you do for me? Because that's not what I'm about. Um, Oh, me either. you know, it's hard, though. It's hard to kind of develop that relationship, and then it's like, all right, when's the right time that you can kind of see if you can collaborate or maybe do something together? But it's really cool that you've had that opportunity. It's really awesome. Steve and I have like this whole uh no you do so much for me. No you do so much. no please you do like <laughs> Oh that's awesome. I think he's giving me the world and he thinks the same cuz sometimes I'll help him out with some of his social media. 
a uh-huh. little like I'll give him tips and he's and he's so grateful and I'm like you don't understand you're giving me a taste of my dream like you're right. you're allowing exactly. me to go touch it and yep. that's everything and he, mm-hmm. he's like no 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 I'm like you're an amazing human being Aww, please don't that's change amazing. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, feel free if you if you want to refer him to my show or something. I'd love to, you know, if you have some cool people. Oh yes, he's love so to bring funny. him on. Yeah, that'd be great. We could plug his new show and you know coming up on Showtime. So yeah, definitely if you're interested and you want to refer him, absolutely, that'd be cool. Oh, for sure, I will. For yeah. sure. So um, yeah. So what else do you want to plug? I mean, we've done a nice hour. I mean, the interview's been great. It went very smoothly, and you've had an awesome uh, awesome interview. Thanks. Um, my mom just started following me on Twitter, so there's that. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like my Twitter days are over. Um, <laughs> well, what's, yeah, tell, tell everyone what your Twitter, uh, you know, all your it's, different It's websites. just my name. It's just Mara Merrick. It's just, oh, that's just it. it. Um, but okay. honestly, I, I opened up my Twitter today in the airport, and it said, you know, Mary and Merrick. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, "Sorry, guys, uh, my open, honest tweeting time has come to an end." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And we're all- um, but yeah, I love Twitter. Do you, do you use it a lot? I do. I use it. I use it the most. I think. Wow. You see, uh, I use, even I though use it's- Facebook the most, but maybe I yeah. need to. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to tweet to you today. Is it just, what's your Twitter? Is it just your name, correct? Yeah, it's just Carrie Edelman. Yeah, we yeah. follow each other. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and then I ran um, out of battery, so I was like, and sorry. Then, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I, I go on it mainly just to promote my guests right now on the radio show. Again, I, I just have this weird, oh, I hate kind of plugging myself type of thing. Like, even when I have, like, a new song coming out or I'm collaborating with someone, like, I try to say, like, kindly check this out. And people have even said, why the hell are you saying kindly check this out? Just say, check this out. And I'm like, well, I feel bad. It's I don't want to sound like a normal. I know. I know. <laughs> if someone else is included with it, it's much easier for me than to, you know, or if I'm, like, for example, that Zero by One Sound Studio, I'm great friends with them, and they have this amazing studio. So, you know, I'm plugging them because I'm doing a lot of collaborations on voiceover work and different things with them. So it's easier for me to kind of do that because I'm plugging them. But yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I use? I use, I go on Favestar, F A V S T A R dot F M, and um, that's like the humor part of my day. If I ever need like a funny break, because uh, Megan Amram, um, gosh, Mrs. Rupert Pumpkins, they that's her and her two cats, uh, and then <laughs> the, what, Puddin' Boobs are. It's like the funniest female comedians. Are wow! Just organically, they're they're comedians. Megan Amram is a writer, but okay. uh, the others are just like hanging out at home, and they're the funniest people I've ever. I'm like, I die laughing all the time. There's this That's one awesome. cup of hate on there. He's so funny. Oh, I could go on for days about what they That's say. <laughs> like, well, I'm like, but oh. while you're talking about comedians, who are some of the comedians that inspire you, or you know, that influence you in your style? Oh, um, Doug Stanhope, you know, Henry Phillips is hilarious. Uh, he's a more musical comedian. He's okay. awesome. Um, my good friend Patrick Keene is, 
he he writes one-liners that are there's just a mix. It's like you find it's like this one I love because of this and this one I love because of this. Right. Uh, right. Bill Cosby has a great way of turning sadness into funny mm-hmm. and um he's an inspiration, of course. I didn't grow up with George Carlin, uh, although I do appreciate him now. Right. Um uh I I thought I was a Kathy Griffin lover before and now I'm not into entertainment observation I'm more into reality like this is what this is real life so uh, I don't like to I'm not a I don't mock other people because I feel like I don't like to be I'm not a mean girl I never was a mean girl I don't appreciate mean girls so I try to stay away from that but yeah just a lot of mostly Doug Stanhope I gotta be honest Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Wow. So, no, it's been, I mean, are you going to look to put out, like, a comedy CD at some point? Um. Yeah, I'm kind of evolving right now, so probably okay. not for a while, but uh, since I started working with Steve Trevino and um, Dove Davidoff a little bit and Brett, they've, I've, I've not, they're not changing it for me, but I'm, have the opportunity to be, doing more and so mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait a little yeah, bit just develop your continue developing yourself and your act and right. everything like that yeah that's cool really cool wow alright well definitely you know please plug whatever else you'd like to plug it's been such an amazing time having you on Mary you have an amazing oh, story you and you're so a wonderful person and a you know creative talent out there and I definitely am going to plug the podcast and keep plugging it because the podcast do really good with people listening to them Oh, thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me on. It was awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a great interview. I'm really pleased with how it went, and you did an outstanding job. And we'll definitely talk off the air. I'll send you my number and everything if I didn't already. Okay, beautiful. And then um, how do people find this tomorrow? Okay, what they'll do is I will, once the show's over, I will post the link on your page. And if people just go to, even if people just went to blogtalkradio.com slash Carrie Edelman, Everything is there. All the podcasts for every single guest I've ever interviewed is there. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, but I'll I'll plug awesome. it. I mean, I'll put it right on your page once it's done. So then if you want to put it up on your website, which would be awesome, you know, you can actually get the embedded link for it, and then people can stream it, listen to it, download it, whatever they want to do. Sure, of course. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mara, for coming on, and I wish you much continued success. And you're more than welcome to come back on in the future, especially if you have a CD to promote or something that's going on that you want to, you know, plug and promote. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, we'll be in touch. All right, bye, Carrie. Okay, have a great night. Thanks. All right, bye. All right, everyone, again, you just heard Mara Marek, and please check her out, Mara Marek, sorry, I mispronounced it earlier. Uh, please check her out at maramarek.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at maramarek.com. And you sure if you type her name into Google, you're going to find tons of stuff on her. As she said, she's touring with Steve Trevino and uh, some other amazing comedians. So please check out her podcast. Again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. And uh, it's just a pleasure having all the support from my guests and my fans. Please check out the podcast. We've had so many amazing people on this show, and it's been my honor to have them on this show. If anyone is interested in becoming a guest, you can uh, search for The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. I have a ton of information under the info section page. 
please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show. You can also become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Music page, which is just under Carrie Edelman on Facebook. I have two personal pages. Uh, I maxed out my one 5,000 page in terms of the friends on Facebook, so please, you can befriend me personally. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. And finally, I have a formal website, which is CarrieEdelman.com. And lastly, we're going to lead off with one of my songs tonight, uh, which is off of my album, Leave It All Behind. You can find it on iTunes and all other major digital sites by searching Carrie Edelman. And I have uh, a lot of other new music coming out where I'm collaborating with different artists. Um, I was on the Liquid Eclipse album titled Adrift with the infamous experimental musician Dale Pantaleone. Please check him out. He has over eight albums out. He's very popular overseas, and it was an honor to be on his album. And there'll be more stuff that I'm coming out in the future on, as well as I'm going to be having a new single also coming out in the near future. So thanks, everyone, for your support. We're going to play my song, Another Life Tonight. Again, if you're interested, it is off of my album, Leave It All Behind, which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. Thanks again, and we will actually, sorry, be back tomorrow night, which is going to be Tuesday. No, today's Tuesday, sorry, long day. Wednesday, May 2nd, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we're coming on with the indie rock band, The Valkyrians, and they're an amazing rock band. It's a female-fronted band, so please tune in tomorrow night. Check them out. The Valkyrians will be on the Carrie Edelman Show tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again, and have a great night. 